What are the 10 resilience skills? Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Today's episode is a solo episode where I will be covering 10 resilient skills to build a resilient mindset. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products every single day. So click the link in the show notes, scroll through all of their products, and see which ones might work best for you and your wellness needs. And then use code EVERYBODY at checkout for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 194 of Something for Everybody. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and today is a solo episode of the podcast where I will be covering resilience. Now, if you are a Patreon member, which is the absolute best way to support this podcast, you heard me talk about resilience a little bit on the monthly bonus episode that's exclusively on Patreon. So I figured I would further dive into resilience and some skills that we can acquire that will make us more resilient people. So that's what we that's what we will be going over today is 10 resilience skills. And before we get into that, I'll, I'll speak just a little bit about resilience and the importance of it to uh, the overall fabric of our lives and overcoming challenges and setbacks and sort of becoming this greatest person that we can possibly be, this greatest version of ourselves in greatest service of the world. So inner resilience is an important resource that really appears to be the secret to success in the outer world and a really strong basis for good, solid mental health. And so resilience in the human context has been described as the capacity to remain flexible in our thoughts and feelings and behaviors when faced by life disruption or extended periods of pressure so that we emerge from difficulty stronger, wiser, and more able. That's really, that's, that's, that's the part, that's the golden nugget, right? Obstacles make me stronger, ohms. Now, there are some parts of life that just suck and we can admit that and what we want to do in those parts of life is just try and get through them. But about 95% of life is overcoming these obstacles, is overcoming challenges, is learning, is growing, is becoming more adaptable, becoming stronger, becoming wiser, becoming more able. Now, again, there is the part of life that is that is so tragic, so hard, so painful, and so awful that we don't need to think we need to learn or grow from it. We just need to get through it. We just need to survive it because it sucks that fucking bad. But the other 95% of life, which all of us experience throughout our lives consistently with the peaks and valleys of life and trying to spiral upwards, we are trying to build this resilient mind. So again, we can allow these challenges, setbacks, obstacles, not to 
destroy us or disrupt us or take us off where we eventually want to go, but allow us to adjust, pivot, reset, grow stronger, become wiser, gain more experience and become more able. So either we're, we're changing paths, but still headed in the right direction or able to just get back up, get back up, get back up and keep showing up and keep showing up. So ultimately we can untap our infinite potential. We can reach that spot where we want to be, but this sort of building this resiliency into your life is a never-ending journey, right? You're never going to be there, there. You're never going to be there, there. It's always this sort of distant shore. We're always trying to just get better, right? You're never trying to be the best in the world at anything, but we're trying to be the best at getting better, right? That's what becoming the greatest version of ourselves in greatest service of the world. That's why it's so cool because it's a never-ending journey. And of course, we want to celebrate and be able to celebrate our accomplishments or our milestones or our improvements or our progress along the way. It's extremely important. I've done a ton of episodes on that and what we can do to positively reinforce ourselves. That's like me. That's like me. And that's really important because it allows you to keep going. It allows you to continue having this strong sense of willpower and discipline and take on this responsibility to become that person that you know you can be, which is in greatest service of the world, which is why you yourself, you your unique makeup matters so much and what you do in the world matters so much. And so psychology recognizes that resilient individuals going through significant life events do not always recover effortlessly. They often find a new path, like I just stated, even when knocked by what has happened, the darkest times still typically lead to growth, okay, still can lead to growth or becoming stronger or wiser or more adaptable or uh, things of that nature. And also in sort of those times, we could find a renewed purpose. A renewed purpose can also strengthen the resolve of those who are already resilient. Studies have found that having a clear and valued purpose and committing fully to a mission can markedly strengthen, strengthen one's resilience. Studies have found, let me say that one more time. Studies have found that having a clear and valued purpose and committing fully to a mission can markedly strengthen one's resilience. So even before the obstacle, the setback, the hardship, if you are fully committed to your purpose and to your mission in life, you are definitely going to be someone who's more likely to get back up, to keep showing up because you found that purpose, the thing that lights your soul on fire, the thing you want to do with your life. And now <clears throat> if you haven't found that yet, then we have to think about building a resilient mindset into our life and then through overcoming those obstacles, through growing stronger and wiser and more adept through the challenges, then we will find our mission, our purpose, our wildly important goal, our massive transformative purpose, whatever it may be. But we'll never be able to find that one thing or those multiple things that let light our heart on fire and our soul on fire and, and drive us to want to be this greatest version of ourselves if we don't keep getting back up, if we don't keep showing up. So that's ultimately the number one rule, effort and keep showing up. And through that, you're going to face challenges. It's just inevitable. You're going to get punched in the face and knocked down. So how can we build a growth mindset, a resilient mindset that allows us to become stronger, wiser, um, more able through these through these peaks and valleys of, of whatever life throws at us. And so let's look at some resilience skills, right? Let's look at 10 
Let's look at 10 resilience skills. There is no single skill that supports resilience in individuals. Instead, it is a development of a resilient mindset, a set of tools and skills to manage challenging times and the creation of a supportive and growth-minded environment. So that's really what builds a resilient mindset. So number one is problem solving. Problem solving is the ability to identify, analyze, and break down problems and generate potential solutions. The most effective ones are then chosen and implemented. You have to be able to problem solve because if, if these challenges and obstacles keep coming into your life, you have to be able to solve these problems, not future problems or past problems, but the one facing you right now in the present moment. What is the thing you have to identify, analyze, break down, change, alter, what do you have to take responsibility for, what action plan do you have to put together, and how can you move forward incrementally with a potential solution to this problem that you are facing. And being able to do that gives you the undeniable stack of proof that you can solve future problems because you've solved problems in the past. And that undeniable stack of proof gives you a foundational layer, gives you the credibility to start building this resilient mindset. So you know that you're a person who can bounce back, who can keep showing up, who can keep getting back up, who can keep giving his or her best effort in the face of adversity. Number two, goal setting, right? Goal setting involves setting well-defined and achievable goals and I think important process-oriented goals and then taking small steps, too small to fail, toward achieving them. Working towards a goal or a purpose or a mission um, or an objective uh, builds confidence. Confidence comes from this idea of having intense trust in oneself and so you you build a stack of credible proof that you are a confident person because you have intense trust in yourself and then you have this sense of of accomplishment and that you are the person who can do these things which will contribute to you positively reinforcing yourself when you do the thing you want to do which then ultimately will contribute to this growing resilient mindset so that's very important as well <clears throat> Number three, effective communication. This involves learning to express needs and feelings clearly and assertively and actively listening to others. Effective communication is a two-way street. You cannot effectively communicate with anyone if you are not first listening to the words that they say. So you are listening to understand, you are listening to try and be curious, but you're also able to be assertive with what you need and you want because it's a two-way street. Relationships are built on reciprocity, built on communication, they're built on negotiation and a mutual respect for one another and you build resiliency in your life also by having um, support networks, which it happens to be um, number five on this list, but speaking this is number three, which is effective communication. Effective communication allows you to build those strong, meaningful relationships because you are expressing your needs and your feelings, but you're also actively, diligently, and deliberately listening to others. And that's very, very important. Listening is a cornerstone skill for effective communication and effective relationship building. Number four, emotional regulation and stress management. Since emotional regulation is the ability to control and manage one's emotions in healthy ways, specific approaches 
can manage emotions and stress, right? You, you, of course, you have to be able to have emotional regulation and stress management if you are going to build a resilient mind. Because when the obstacle, setback, challenge, hardship, inevitable thing pops into your life, how are you able to control your emotions? How are you able to get back into the present moment, to take a deep breath, to zoom out a little bit, to see the bigger picture, to see what action steps are most important for you to take immediately in this moment to start solving this problem, to start overcoming this challenge, as well as when things start to happen, your car broke down, you lost your job, your dog died, family members sick, like all of these things are happening all at once. How can you manage that stress? How have you built toolkits into your life to help you manage the stress. You do these sorts of protocols every day. You go to the gym, you go for a walk, you journal, you meditate, you do a sauna, you do a cold shower, you do a cold plunge, you do whatever every single day, no matter what, because that's who you are. You've built those protocols into your life to manage your stress, to manage your mental health, to improve your overall well-being. So now when the things happen, like again, car breaks down, lost your job, you know, have to pay for this surgery, whatever it is, right? Multiple things are happening at once in your life. So you feel overwhelmed, you feel stressed, but you can lean on your stress management skills. You can lean on your daily protocols, which you do no matter what. And you do, especially when you feel your worst or when things are the hardest, because that's when you need those protocols and algorithms and tools the most. You've built these sets of tools into your life. And so they all go hand in hand, how you want to be proactive with your overall well-being how you eat, move, and sleep and think allows you to have emotional control, allows you to have stress management skills, which are also integral in creating this resilient mindset, which are skills in building that resilient mindset. And so now number five, which I briefly mentioned through effective communication, is building a social support network or building a support system. This involves developing and maintaining a solid network of supportive relationships with friends, family, and other trusted individuals. Everything that we talk about on this podcast, some most of the time boils down to relationship building. Living the good life is about relationships. Having good relationships is good for your mental health, good for your physical health, good for overall well-being. It's good for just the pure enjoyment of your life is building these connections. And again, we want to have strong, powerful bonds. So not these loose ties with a lot of different people, but a but a couple really strong, powerful relationships so you can go to someone when you need help. So someone can watch your kids or do this for you or pick you up here or help you out here or manage your stuff here or just have, hold you or care for you or be in the dark with you or whatever the the necessary thing is for that relationship. They're willing to do it because you've built these relationships up. They're, um, they're reciprocal, they're cooperative, they're meaningful, they're powerful. And they ultimately help you build this resilient mindset. And then they're in conjunction with one another. And then people in your life are also building this resilient mindset because they see you doing it or you want to do it together or you're growing together, whatever the case may be is. And so it becomes extremely powerful to be able to build these relationships with one another. And ultimately, you want to enjoy life with the people you love the most. And you can build love with those people through in, uh, hard conversations through experiences together, through asking for help, through giving help, through you know wanting to be there for each other, through effective communication, through listening, through hearing, through 
you know, wanting to sit and being willing to sit in the dark with someone when they need you the most. Like all of these things are going to build powerful, strong relationships. And it's an integral part of your mental health, of your overall well-being, and of having a resilient mindset. Number six, practicing self-care. Self-care activities should promote physical, emotional, and mental well-being, including getting adequate sleep, eating a healthy diet, exercising regularly, and finding time for relaxation and hobbies. Practicing self-care basically means eat well, move well, sleep well, and think well. The four things that I talk about the absolute most, the foundational pieces of the healthiest people I know are eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. And there are pieces and there are branches that come off of each of those things. But how can you find time to eat well? How can you find time to move? How can you find time to think well? Which means meditation, journaling, walking, um, having a time to just think and clear yourself and uh, building an optimism practice and building a gratitude practice. That's how you think well. And then prioritizing your sleep. So eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. That's practicing self-care. And if you have those foundational pieces of eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well, which encompass a lot of different things, then when the inevitable setback, hardship, or challenge pops into your life, you have the foundation to not just get knocked over for the whole structure not to fall down, but to handle those challenges and setbacks because you've built this really deep foundation. And so then you practice your protocols and your self-care and your stress management all of the time, no matter what. They're non-negotiables for you. And so when the bad thing happens or the hard thing happens or the setback or the challenge, you still practice your protocols because you know how important they are and you are proactive with those toolkits, not reactive. And so that's especially important when we're building these Uh, skills and tools to build our resilient mindset. Number seven, developing meaning and purpose in life. This involves finding purpose and meaning in life, whether in work, relationships, or other personally fulfilling activities. I mean, this is a cornerstone sort of for just living the meaningful life in general. And it's about experiences. It's about um, thinking about something outside of yourself, something bigger than yourself, something that you're driven towards, something that you feel in your gut intrinsically that it just aligns with you and it, it gives you meaning, it gives you purpose, it gives you fulfillment, even when it's really hard. Specifically for me, like this podcast, you know, this is episode 194 of this podcast and the journey has not been easy. It has not been easy how to figure out what to talk about, how to say it, how to express it, you know, how to create good audio and good lighting and finding good editors and adding people onto my team and actually having people listen to the podcast and getting feedback, whether it be good or bad feedback. Like none of it's been easy, but the competitive advantage that I have over other potential podcasters is that I love doing this thing. I love speaking into this microphone and talking about things that I've learned that could potentially help you or listening and learning to a fantastically um, wise guest that I've brought onto the show. That's meaning and purpose for me. So even if it's hard, I'm still willing to go through the trenches with it. I'm still willing to put in the work to grind That's my competitive advantage. And so if you can find something like that in your life that you just love doing the thing, regardless of the result or the outcome or the praise or the accolades, you just love doing the thing, you've created a competitive advantage for yourself and 
you found a new purpose for your existence and then you can shape other things around that, right? And then you can start eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well because you have this driven purpose. Now, if we can just start eating well, moving well, thinking well and sleeping well, no matter what, then we've built a foundation, then we're more likely to try new things and get uncomfortable and have new experiences and meet new people and find a purpose that's bigger than ourselves, that's helpful, that that is in service of the world, then we're more likely to find that thing because we already have a foundational level of wellness that allows us to go out into the world and have these conversations and be our best selves and, and think about these things at a more deeper, nuanced level. Number eight. Uh, adopting a positive outlook, cultivating cultivating a positive outlook and a growth mindset might include practicing gratitude, focusing on the good things in life, reframing negative thoughts, and seeing setbacks as opportunities for learning and growth while maintaining a hopeful outlook. This basically to me is optimism, is optimism, which I've talked about for me is the number one Peace for building mental toughness. And mental toughness right, goes hand in hand with resilience, right? They're basically the same idea. And so mental toughness, the number one foundational piece for me is optimism, is real fundamental optimism. Now, optimism is the belief that things will work out for the best. And then the most important part is believing that things will work out for the best through the proper work, effort, attention, and focus. Not just blindly thinking, oh, things are gonna work out for the best. No, that's naive optimism. This is fundamental, real optimism that's grounded in um, truth, that's grounded in honesty, and knowing and believing in your heart and soul, having hope that things will work out for the best because you know that you're gonna put the right effort, attention, and focus into the thing you're doing, even if currently you're in the trenches. That's how you build toughness, mental toughness. That's how you build resilience. That's how you cultivate a positive outlook on life. And that also allows you to focus on the good things, to think about the amazing things that are happening in your life, to get grateful, but also know that you're in this spot right now, this current position that you're in, this is real, this is true, this is hard, but I'm optimistic about the future because I know I'm going to start putting in or I've been putting in the proper work, effort, attention, and focus, and I'm taking ownership and responsibility over me and my life and the direction I want to go. That's adopting a positive outlook or basically building optimism into your life, which is a, which is a foundational tool for mental toughness and for building a resilient mindset. Nine. Improving self-awareness. Developing self-awareness includes learning to understand thoughts, emotions, and behaviors to improve responses to stress and adversity and recognizing when to seek support. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about this three-pronged approach, this three-level approach to upping your mental game, which goes hand-in-hand again with building a resilient mindset. And the first step is awareness. The second step is action. And the third, no, sorry. (laughs) I say it so many times, I got it messed up. Anyways, The first step is awareness, the second step is acceptance, and the third step is action, right? One is awareness because you can't change anything unless you're first aware of it. Number two, you have to accept exactly where you're at. You have to accept your current reality and your current position. Once you do that, then you move into the third step, which is action. You have to get to work. Nothing will change unless you act on it. Nothing will change unless you show up and put in the effort to try and get to a better position than you're currently in. So step number one is awareness. Step number two is acceptance. And step number three is action. And then the last one, number 10, is adopting effective coping strategies. 
Healthy coping mechanisms might include positive self-talk, visualization exercises, goal focus, social, social support, mindfulness, and relaxation techniques. Adopting effective coping strategies is basically building a proactive mental health toolkit. Knowing that the crisis, the hardship is eventually going to show up no matter what because you are a human being and this, that's what happens. So how can we build a proactive mental health toolkit that we do every single day, not just when the crisis happens, but every single day. So when the crisis eventually hap does happen, we have armored ourselves up with these protocols, with these tools, with these mechanisms that allow us to cope with the hard thing better, which allow us to be more resilient through the hard thing and allow us to bounce back quicker, faster, stronger, wiser, and more able than we would have been able to if we didn't have these toolkits, if we didn't have these proactive mental health toolkits in place. So it's basically eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. If you could summarize everything that I talk about into basically two different things, first would be number one is uh, awareness, acceptance, action. And the second one would be to eat well, move well, sleep well, and think well. Those basically summarize everything. Obviously, there's a tons of nuts and bolts and nuances and minor details in there that we can look at, which is why we looked at 10 skills uh, for resilience building. And I think that's really cool. But you have to be able to simplify all of these things so that you actually start moving in the direction you want to go so that you actually start moving towards becoming that best version of you in greatest service of the world. And if you simplify it down to creating habits that are too small to fail, recognizing one, you have awareness, accepting where you're at, moving into action, and then doing things every day to eat, move, sleep, and think well, then you're on the right track. And then we can start to get um, a little bit more, let's say, technical and nuanced. Um, but you have to start somewhere. You have to start there so that you can start building on top of that. You can build this strong foundation of who you could potentially be. But you have to start with those daily protocols to build on that, to create these habits, to create the undeniable stack of proof that you are who you say you are and build this responsibility and discipline and willpower into your life. And then all of a sudden, six months, two years, three years, four years, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line, you, you've created this life that you want and you're proud of. And it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And so resilient individuals are typically more adaptable open to new changes and experiences and adopt a healthy perspective when they see setbacks and opportunities for learning. Thank you for your time and attention and I'll see you guys next time. Lots of love. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to that episode. What idea resonated with you most deeply? What skill hit you the hardest that you could potentially implement into your life starting right now? And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And don't forget to leave us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple, or even on Good Pods. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron Mashbitz directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit. So click the link in the show notes, see which tier might work best for you, and I appreciate your support in advance. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others, and I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.